All right, everyone. Welcome. Hello, beautiful listeners. This is Coach Anita Charlo here, and you are listening to another um, episode that I call a special episode. And the reason why I call it a special episode is because I am sharing, I am opening up my Rolodex. Okay. Yes, I did just date myself, but I am opening up my Rolodex and I'm sharing with you from my own personal circle, amazing, phenomenal executive women that I think you need to hear from. So this is less formal than my usual a podcast where it's just me talking. And so you're going to hear a lot of laughter. You may hear a lot of stumbling bloopers, whatever. This is a conversation. So Dr. Amy and I actually met in a platform class in 2018. If you listen to the first special episode number 11 with Dr. Tracy Timberlake, then you know what program I'm referring to. But it was, while it was what we like to lovingly call a a PhD online business development program, it was also where we connected and we made, you know, some wonderful friendships and sisterhoods. And Dr. Amy is one of my sister girls, my sisters from another mother. So I want to introduce you to her and I want to bring her on and just let you um, listen in on our conversation. Welcome to the Happy Executive Woman's Podcast, where women just like you learn how to navigate your work, home, and love lives with confidence and calm, all while being in command of your emotions. Here's your host, Coach Anita Charlo. Welcome, Dr. Amy. Hi. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, girl. Like, you know, we, we as we talked about in the um, in our previous conversation prior to recording, this is just, you know, just be yourself. This is you don't have to worry about being formal. We're just consider us sitting across the uh, across the couch at the resort where we were mm-hmm. in Miami. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's where we are. So I'd like to, um, the purpose of the podcast, I'm sure you already know this, but just in case this is uh, someone's first time listening, the purpose of the podcast is to share stories and uh, tips and advice on how to help executive women navigate their home and work lives with confidence and calm, all while being in command of their emotions. And so as a, as an executive dating, well, yeah, dating to executive relationship coach, which covers dating relationships, marriage, divorce, situationships, you know, all of those things I've, I've worked with people on those. It's important for you to understand the challenges that executive women go through um, as it relates to finding their happy. This is the happy executive woman podcast. And also finding or attracting, I like to think of it more as attracting the uh, spirit of the man that is perfectly imperfect for them. So tonight, Dr. Amy and I are going to get all up in her business (laughs) and we're going to share with you her journey um, from as a dualpreneur initially onto her um, modern day work 
And she actually just released a book on Amazon. Was it this week? It was. It was. This week? Yes. So today, this episode is being recorded on 826. So by the time you hear this, you should definitely be able to head on over to Amazon and pick up Dr. Amy's book. And I'm going to give you the, I'm going to let her share that with you a little later on in the podcast. And as always, go over to the show notes so that you can um, get not only the transcript, but all of the uh, resources and the links that we discuss during today's call. So it's a very, very long introduction, Dr. Amy. Um, But (laughs) I'd like for you to share with us. I remember when we were in platform, uh, you were still working uh, you're a full-time job. So if you can kind of like walk us through where you were in platform, what made you decide to join platform and then what aha moments and actions you took after platform, I think that would be a great starting point for our listeners. So it was kind of like the perfect storm of things because I didn't see that everything was going to be related. I was a school teacher and for the last couple of years that I was there, I was miserable, did not realize that God was pushing me out. It was a job that I loved. I prided myself in it. Um, and God pretty much had to check me that like that job is not your everything. You do not get all your validation for being a teacher. You were mine and that should just be sufficient. And I didn't listen. <laughs> and so the last couple of years, just some just okie doke things happening at work that I really didn't understand why they were happening. Um, but now I realize that they, you know, I was just supposed to get out. So that's where um, my overnight childcare center kind of came to be that I was going to just do that. That was going to be my exit strategy. Daycare, you know, it's a million dollar business, you know, what we always need daycare. So I knew it was going to be a no brainer thing to get out of there. Um, but I also was finishing my doctorate and I was kind of feeling some kind of way because I was finishing my third education degree as I'm walking out the door <laughs> of my mm-hmm. teaching job. Um, and then Tracy, Dr. Tracy, Dr. Tracy and I went to high school together um, for, I think, ninth and 10th grade, I maybe 11th, whenever she really, yeah, we went to high school together. And um, so her and I had been friends on Facebook since Facebook was a thing, you know, Um, And I had watched her go from being a, you know, a beauty vlogger, you know, her little YouTube channel. And then I saw that she was, had this big, you know, company and she had this course. And I think I might've been in her, we were like our second class in platform. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her program was still fairly new, but I saw the transformation. And because I knew her, I knew her in person. She was a real person. (laughs) And I went to high school. I knew that, okay, well, she could do it. I could do it. And um, her whole thing is, you know, getting a doctorate, even a master's degree, don't bother doing it if you can't make money doing it. And so I thought, well, if I can't, if I'm not going to be an educator anymore, what am I going to do as Dr. Hager? So I just spent all this money on a degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I entered her program and, you know, I mean, you know how she does, she teaches you how to brand yourself and find those little gems of gifts that you have and that people will pay for any kind of gift that you have. Like there's always a service. There's always something out there you can do. Um, and to teaching, teaching us how to take our gifts and put them into various containers. Um, and then as I was in my childcare uh, job or, you know, in my company, mm-hmm. um, probably in the last year, I realized this is not, I love working with the moms, um, but I have had opportunities to do more things out in the community. Um, I recently was able to um, join up with our local chapter of the NAACP to work with the local school district. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be one of the people that goes in if they ever need a uh, representative. So I was really excited about that. Um, Various committees on in our area, I've been able to link up that through being a small business owner. And so I want to focus more on, you know, community change and that sort of thing in regards to my local community. 
which I can't do that when I'm staying up all night at my overnight center. So um, that's kind of where, and of course, you know, people pick your brain as you open a business. So that's kind of where the business coaching came from. I'm like, okay, well, enough of the free conversations. Let's see, (laughs) let's get get some structured containers in place because I can only do so much over coffee. I can only do so much when people are messaging me on Facebook, like let's get some things together so I can really help these people other than just giving, you know, advice here and there. So that's where we, that's where we are today. That's amazing. And I always like hearing, you know, all of the stories and we, we've kept in touch with a lot of our platform sisters. And so just knowing and and seeing the transformation for others has been amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. my whole thing is um, about being a dualpreneur and what that means and what that looks like and how to navigate that space. But it's always a pleasure to see someone go from being a doorpreneur, finding their niche or niche, depending on how you want to pronounce that. And then, you know, making a living from that. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Hager, Dr. Amy, you mentioned something, you said structured containers. So for the listeners who are not as well versed in that term, will you explain what a structured container is and why it was important for you to create it? So, you know, we're a service, you know, service-based industry. Um, so these would kind of be my products, so to speak. So I have, you know, my little, my little free call where people can schedule about a half hour, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that it's very clear that boundary of that we're not just at some point you're going to be added to my email list. You know, to me, it sets a tone with right. especially who I know my personal life of you sure we can absolutely have a conversation let's book a call and sometimes they move forward and sometimes they are uncomfortable with that and I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. at some point they may be comfortable with it or they might go to somebody else and get help and I'm totally okay with that um then I have another container for people who are just kind of starting out a little nervous about spending money on a coach and that is my business bundle where you just it's month to month, you get me via WhatsApp, you get a strategy call. So I have a structured container for that. And then I have my larger coaching program, the Sweet Builder Academy that starts at the end of September. Um, People who are looking for like a little longer term. So to have these structured containers of just pretty much kind of where you're at, um, just kind of differentiate my product suite, so to speak, um, so that different people have, you know, when they come to me, they have different areas that they can go. But again, it's not just this uh, casual picking my brain, so to speak. Right. Right. Oh, I very familiar with the picking your brain. Oh, you know, can I just talk to you about a little bit? I just have a question. And then that question leads to another question, leads to another question. And it's like, after you had, and you've answered so many of those questions, it's like, okay, when you present them with the offer, it's like, oh, you know, no, you know, you've given me enough to think about. And and it's like, okay, nah, I'm not doing too many more of those. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons why you know, I, I decided to do uh, the podcast was to provide, you know, as much information that I could to reach as many people as possible. And they could, you know, they could binge on every episode if they needed to. And by the time they finished binging on the episode, then they would know for certain, you know, if I was the person that they uh, would want to work with, or because I'm not for everybody, you know, every coach is not for everybody. I wanted to talk to you a bit about uh, your Nightwatch Child Care Center. So tell us, I know, I know the story behind it and I know what position uh, you've been in, in terms of, you know, the, the only one of your kind. And I do believe I just read recently that they're, they are opening up another childcare center directly across the street. Tell us a little bit about your business, what service you provide, and how you manage to build your business by understanding your 
uh, understanding your client base. And I do remember doing a challenge with you and receiving a workbook. So please let our listeners know all about that too. Yes. So um, with the Night Watch Child Care, um, so we're open seven days a week. We open at 2.30 p.m. and we, we close at um, 8.30 in the morning. And um, it's very different from a daytime center. A lot of daytime centers run more of on a school schedule um, mm-hmm. where they are off on certain holidays. They close when it's snowing and um, they have a routine circle time. You know, you have to get picked up at 5.30. Like they have set hours um, mm-hmm. in the Facebook groups I'm in with child care. They get very, they, they go in there and they bash parents for showing a blade dropping off early things like that and the reality of is overnight care based off the jobs that my moms have they're going to get off at different times those who work at the restaurant if they're a waitress they mm-hmm. might be up an hour early you know if they get cut they're coming to pick their kids up <laughs> they're not gonna right there, you know and they could leave them there if they paid i don't care but um you know they're gonna pick kids up early if i've got people who work at group homes and the coverage doesn't show up they can't leave they can't just leave their clients in the house by themselves they have right. to wait coverage. Um, the hospital's not closing when it's snowing, you know, so there's a lot of factors in place that we have to be very unique and very understanding and extremely flexible. Um, sometimes parents get called in last minute. Sometimes they get called off so they don't have to go in last minute, you know, so um, having the flexibility and just, you know, even our routine, you know, we can't keep a rigid schedule. <laughs> we just, we can't, it would, it would frustrate us. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so yes, yeah, so that was, that was a big thing is making sure I understand my moms and, um, finding out what they actually need initially, you know, wanting to do things out in the community in regards to, you know, uh, childcare, whether it's like events at the park or the zoo or whatever. And we're, realizing that my parents are sleeping during the day and that's not what they need. They need um, online tours so they don't have to come in. They need online paperwork so they don't have to come in. They need us to fax things to the pediatrician because they're sleeping during the day and can't go to the pediatrician during the day. So really just niching my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the workbooks that I do have. It's an audience profiler. It's completely free on my website at um, dramyhager.com. And um, it's a workbook I created. And really, it gets you to hone in on the individual client. Because even if your business uh, interacts with like a business and you have business contracts, there's still one person that makes that decision. So to understand that one person in the office that's going to sign the contract, understanding what makes her life stressful, how can you make the whole thing easier? That that that's going to help you get the deal. If you know that she has a million other things going on, making that process super seamless that she doesn't have to contact you anymore. Everything's very clear. So just honing down to that one person and really understanding what's making them tick, that's definitely going to help um, help you create those, the, the, your different products in your, you know, your product suite, even at the childcare level. It, the only product I offer is not just childcare. I help them get their um, financial uh, aid paperwork together. I help with job placement. Sometimes parents lose their jobs. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to find other things. Sometimes you have parents that lose their houses. Sometimes they have car trouble and can't afford to pay, you know, and we're able to kind of assist and, and network out in the community and get people to help. So um, understanding that it's not maybe just about your main product, mm-hmm. but all these other services that you can provide, like how you do with your podcast. That's a, that's a free service you're offering in your product suite. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's how we've been able to be successful with the childcare is niching our audience, really understanding those pain points and really trying to, um, you know, accommodate for them. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, I was thinking about as you were explaining the profiler a little bit more, you know, this isn't just for, uh, individuals with, 
uh, service-based businesses, right? This could even be for salespeople in like a corporate office, Mm -hmm. because even as a salesperson, you need to know your ideal client. You need to have figured out exactly what your client needs and what you can walk in there with um, in a presentation. And your client is like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. So this profiler can help as well. And um, even though, you know, we live on our cell phones these days. So there was a, an, I was about to say an episode, <laughs> there was an exercise in there where I think it was like, who is the the top one or two or top five people in your clients? Top five people. Yeah. Top five yeah. people yeah. in your client's phone book, right. Or in their, in your, in their cell phone. And mm-hmm. when you, when you think about this profiler, as it relates to, you know, the target market that you're targeting, this profiler can work for any market whatsoever, Mm -hmm. because even as a client, you know, you still need to know if that person is or is not the decision maker. If they're not the decision maker, then who is the decision maker, right? So you still need to know the, 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 um, the, uh, the level of, you know, involvement that each individual person is going to have, how many people are going to be involved in this decision? You know, what are these people like? What are these people looking for? What's important to this person may not, what's important to one, if it's only one person that has a decision-making capability, does he have to talk to two or three other people before he can make his decision, right? So there's so many different things to keep in mind. And, um, Regardless to what industry you're in, if you are working with individuals and you need to, I'm all about building relationships. So I see this profiler as something that can help uh, others build relationships with the people that they um, interact with, the people that are most going to be most impactful to their business or to their lives. Mm-hmm. So I was sharing it with one of my clients. She has um, like a, a sweets and treats uh, company and she's looking into getting to the schools and making it be a fundraiser. And, um, you know, she's trying to go through like the central office end. And I'm like, well, is that who's making the decisions? So after our conversation and looking at the profiler, um, it really is the coaches or the mm-hmm. band leader, you know, who's doing the fundraising. I, I told her to go after the SGA, uh, the student right. government. Um, a sponsor on um, mm-hmm. the, the senior class sponsor because she has to get all that money ready for prom and graduation and any right. other you know stuff in the spring so they're always looking so when you profile that teacher may is already probably teaching a full load she probably has a whole family she's probably like the school mom you know so mm-hmm. how can you make it easier on her and then as you talk to her she may have to run it by the board so how can she present her information so that teacher all she has to do is take it walk it down to the principal here's what the budget looks like this is the format it needs to look like and you find that out by honing on that in that one individual if it's the coach is he a guy that you know at three o'clock and I don't mean to generalize that all coaches are men but at three o'clock if the football coach is going out to the field he doesn't have time to check emails he's not going through all the countless junk mail with all the other fundraisers that come through. So how can you make yourself stand out? How can you make it effortless? Because he does not want to fool with the paperwork. He wants to go out here with these boys and do football. (laughs) Right. Right. So how, you know, so it always is going to come down to one person. I don't care how big the company is or how big the contract is. Do all the stuff you got to do to get on your federal or your state or your local, you know, contract list for, you know, government agencies or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's going to be that one person. So how can you make that person's life easier by profiling them? So it's a no brainer. Of course, they're going to come to you and they're going to keep coming to you because you made it so easy. Right. <laughs> to work for you. Yeah. 
makes total sense. So just to, just remember everyone, um, you will be able to access a link to this amazing profiler in the show notes. So after you're done listening to the episode, head on over to the show notes. So we're going to take a moment um, and we're going to switch gears here. We are going to now, I'd like to talk about the uh, relationship life of a dualpreneur or of a woman executive, a woman that is on the mission, a woman that has, has a vision, has goals. Tell us a little bit about what your journey has been since you decided to, you know, step into the space of being a business owner. What has your dating and relationship life been like? Um, well, initially it was non-existent in regards to dating. Um, mm-hmm. There was, I don't know what I would call it, sampling. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, look, I, I was working, I was working nights, sleeping during the day. My days mm-hmm. off, this is when I first left my teaching job. My days off, I was Lyft driving to pay, you know what I mean? I wasn't mm-hmm. getting my salary anymore. We weren't necessarily pulling in enough where I could take a pay. And I just felt safer just to just go lift drive and just get a couple hundred dollars a week. And then I'd work my shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so late at night, I'm, you know, I'm on Tinder. I'm on plenty of fish. I'm just meeting random people and just texting them throughout the night. Just, just to occupy my time. Right. <laughs> nothing, nothing stuck because I wasn't really looking for anything to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I met one and he really, I, I, he really got into me about, you know, well, why, why are you so casual about it? Like, what are you scared of? What, and asked me, a lot of questions he was crazy and I don't talk you know it didn't work out with him but he (laughs) I mean he really asked me a lot of questions that got me thinking and I started like thinking about relationships with my parents and how that impacted how I act now towards other people and what what am I really afraid of and why don't I you know why did I think I wasn't worth a real relationship I kept making excuses oh I'm just busy but deep down it was the little 12 year old who thought she needed to lose 50 pounds for somebody to really think she was pretty like that's where some of it came from some of it came from you know my dad God rest his soul we had a much better relationship as an adult but as a child if I didn't call him by 7 30 on Thursdays he wouldn't pick me up on Fridays even though it was court ordered for me to go there every other weekend like it was just a lot of those things that as kids we just think are normal and then when we grow up and then finally it's like, hold on, like what, <laughs> that's not normal. Right. Right. And I don't have to continue to carry that on. And I'm telling you, it was, it was months of clearing out the junk, all those numbers. To, I mean, it, it could have been a, a, a romantic comedy, just going, going in <laughs> of Amy's past, just going through just guys that maybe I just saved their number, just texted them. There were numbers that I didn't save, but had old text messages from, and it was just going through and erasing all of them and just kind of going through the memories. It was, it was kind of fun <laughs> combing yeah. through, you know, 15 years of Facebook and saying, okay, I need to get rid of some of these people, because if I really want to move forward, if I'm ready to have a husband and then I need to act like a wife. And mm-hmm. so I needed to clear all that stuff out. And I'm telling you within six months, here he comes here, come Ben. And, you know, it was love at first sight. And I, I but I, I did the work and I tell him all the time, like a year ago, I was not ready for you. Like, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that I came in contact with some random Tinder guy that asked me a couple of questions that got my brain thinking and, yeah. and helped me realize that the reason why I was attracting guys that, you know, it didn't work out is because I, I was, I was vibrating at that level. Like I was, 
I was not a nice person either. I was dating for sport. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, man eater. Over, like, I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it. Anyway, coming through all of that, but I definitely had to do work. And I feel that if I didn't, that I, I would not be a, a woman that Ben deserves because he is just absolutely amazing. And I'm so happy and blessed. But um, definitely had to put in that work in regards to um, what type of relationships I need to have. And, and as I did that work about like relationships with my parents when I was younger, I saw how it reflected even in, in relationships in my, in my career mm-hmm. where, you know, my father, white male, and I had, I had projected that pretty much on every white male of authority in my teaching career. Like if you were a, a white male principal, I want nothing to do with you. If you were a white male administrator, don't talk to me. You're stupid. Like, I don't, I don't need you. I don't want your feedback. Like I didn't realize that I had rippled it out. <laughs> Yeah, all the way into my my career, and to reflect on that after I left teaching, I thought, did I really need to be that mean? Like, did I really have to put off this air of I don't need you, I don't need you to give me feedback? Like, who don't talk to me? Like, I didn't. I, I probably would have had a much happier teaching career if I had just been nicer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know everything happens for a reason. Like I remember in the beginning when we would have you know just like casual conversation about things and you would ask me questions and, you know, I'll provide you with a little feedback. Um, I do have your testimonial up on my LinkedIn page, my Facebook page, my Instagram page, you name whatever page I have out there. I have your testimony out there because I think it's important, you know, for people to know one that it's for women to know that it's important to really understand who you are, where your, um, look at your life, look at your experiences and see, really see and acknowledge the role that you played in it. Right. Absolutely. And and then figure out how, how you can get from, like you said, dating for sport to, you know, changing your mindset, getting in the mindset of, okay, well, this is not what I want. So what is it that I need to do in order to prepare myself, my energy, my vibration to attract the right guy? Yeah. And I will loop around because something you really helped me do was even when I was kind of like sampling around, just, you know, just when I, when I say sampling, I mean, as in like just reaching out to people on apps and just texting them, not really meeting anybody, but I did give myself the opportunity to match up with people I typically wouldn't have matched up with. Mm-hmm. I gave myself permission to, you know what, let me talk to this person. If it, let's see, it might not be somebody I would have typically dated before um, or even really given the time of day. And I definitely got that from you because I remember hearing you speak. Uh, I probably was at platform and you were talking about how you gave yourself opportunities to venture out and just see what mm-hmm. you like. Um, and so, yeah, I thank you for that. Cause sometimes I think we, we get stuck in a certain, you know, Oh, this is what I like, but it, right. you know, you, know, you don't yeah. know, you don't, you don't like, you don't know if you like it until you try it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You know, and so for those that that just happen to be, let's say if you are binging on the podcast episodes and you didn't have an opportunity to look at the graphic for this episode, I'm going to be going to point out some things to you. Um, Amy had mentioned that she had a problem, you know, with um, with white administrators or with, you know, getting feedback from uh, white males. Amy, would you like to share with our audience, your current relationship status? I'm engaged. I'm engaged. <laughs> and I don't know when this episode is going to be airing, but I might be married by the time you uh, push it out. Um, hey. 
we're looking to get married October, November. We're actually going to go look at a place this weekend. Um, so I'm excited. It's just, it's just going to be real small, you know, but yeah. um, I, uh, I had mentioned something to him about, cause we weren't going to do a ceremony. And then I mentioned that I would just Google searching wedding dresses and he teared up and was like, oh my gosh, am I going to get to see you in a dress? I wasn't Aww. even getting a dress, but I have to get a dress now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So, he, um, yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. I have not met him. I just, you know, just listeners, I have not met him, but he, I've been watching their progress. You know, I've been watching the pictures on Facebook, the trips that they've been taking, the fun that they've been having. And I'm just so excited to see two people that just genuinely seem to have a great time with each other oh my gosh we and I tell you like me and him talk about at some point we may even write a book just because it was it was instant and the third day we saw each other we just he asked me to be his girlfriend on the third time we didn't even gone out on a date yet this was COVID so nothing was even open yeah we're just down at the beach sitting in one of our cars and he was like oh is it too soon? Is it too soon? I've always told him the third time. <laughs> now, little backstory. I did not know him, but I'm good friends with his sister. And I'm like, why didn't you bring to him to me sooner? Like I've been friends with his sister for like five years. So there was a little, you know, not like I'm a complete stranger, but right. Okay, but a long story short, him and I just made that decision that every day we were just going to head in that direction. We didn't have Aww. any to tell anybody that we were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, we didn't, weren't engaged or whatever, but yeah. You know, me and him pretty much like that night, we promised ourselves to each other under the, you know, under the stars. And every day we just kept moving forward of like, this is the direction. Like, you still want to do it? Yeah, still. And we would joke about <laughs> it. Like every two weeks we'd renew. <laughs> see, see, and that's what I'm talking about. Two weeks, every two weeks. Like, what did he do to get, get it another two weeks? Um, but, but just that communication of like, okay, is this what you want to do? Like, I don't want to be alone anymore. And I right. really have a good time with you. And to be able to marry your best friend, I would hear that. And I have a lot of friends who have really great husbands. Like they're not best friends. Like they're yeah. cool going on girls trips and stuff. I don't think I'll ever go on a girls trip. And you know me, I used to hop on a plane and go to Florida yes. all the time. Yes. I hate it when I'm away from him. I'm like, he started a new job this week and he's gone all day. And I'm like, where's my best friend? Come home. <laughs> Oh, I, I told him I was going to get him fired from his job. So he could have to come home. I'm just going to call up there and make random comments. <laughs> get home. Just oh my goodness. I don't want to do that, but yeah, uh, I love him to pieces. And we have such a good time. We play together and laugh together and um, I've never had anything like it. So I'm, I'm just very yeah. happy. I am so excited for you. I'm, I'm so happy to have been there before. And then yes, you just- saw <laughs> To just watch, you know, like I'm over here smiling so big I could barely talk, but I am just so excited. It just warms my heart because you were serious about, you know, the questions that you were asking were deep questions, right? Mm -hmm. You were not looking for superficial answers. You were like, look, I'm tired of this. Why is this? What do I need to do? How can I do this? You Mm -hmm. wanted to know you were willing to do and ready. Let's put that, let's put that in there. You were willing and ready to do the work. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? Is the willingness to, to listen, to do something different, to try something different and to allow yourself to step away from what people want for you or think that you need. You know, there are a lot of women who are, uh, in business, we can women in business, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're working in corporate. Um, a lot of women think that they have to have a man who matches their resume, right? Right. And that is not the case. You need to, you need to be on the lookout or you need to be, you need to understand clearly 
the energy of the person that you want to have in your space. You need to know the quality of life and love that you want. You need to get clear on what that looks like, what it sounds like, what he feels like energetically, what he feels like physically. Just you need to know what you want in your mind. And when you know that, you know, when you're clear, super clear, then you can identify it. And it doesn't take, you know, forever. It does not take forever once you are clear and you are in that space. But you got to be willing to open up yourself and to take, you know, at times it, it takes someone else looking in or someone else that's that's objective to point out something or ask you a question that's going to make you really think like, wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, hmm. exactly. And when I would go to some of these um, women in business conferences and I would see these, you know, multimillionaire women speaking and I'd see their husbands in the back, you know, at the table or behind the scenes, you're working on the computer or whatever. And I would kind of raise the eyebrow. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's cute. He helps with her business. Right. But right. to have somebody like that, like she can only do that because of what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. when I, I had to do, um, in February and it was snowing and I couldn't go to Florida, but so I was doing, I was a speaker at an event and he was the one that set the computer up. I was trying, I was trying to get ready for the event and, you know, he's in the other room moving furniture around in the hotel room to get the perfect lighting. Aww. <laughs> he's finding, like knickknacks and things to prop my tablet up so I can see my notes and then have my computer over and he's got the microphone all hooked up. I mean, Aww. and I just thought like, this is it. Like, and if that ends up being, and he, he, he sends me little TikToks every now and then, and it'll say something about like, uh, you know, if you are, are you okay with your wife making 50,000, you know, $50,000 or $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year? Like, would you stay home and clean? And you see him just like pushing the broom, like smiling. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will do all the laundry with a smile. And, you know, we joke about that because while we're not there yet, you know, that's definitely, you know, we're comfortable having that conversation of like, are you okay being the person that stays home if we have kids or are you okay being the person that stays home and carries the lights and the camera and the suitcases right. when we go events and he is all for it. And I love him for it. And I, but I need him. Like he, he calms me down when I'm getting nervous or I'm getting overwhelmed or stressed out before an event. He's definitely my piece. So, um, going to those events and seeing, seeing those couples, cause now I view them differently because he's not mm-hmm. just helping. He is part of it. Um, he's not just doing the computer stuff. He, he's taking things off my plate so I can do more because yes. if I had to fuss with that stuff too, that's going to pull me away from my gift. My gift is not that stuff, you know? Right. So, and to watch him learn, like he edits my podcasts and like to watch him you know, look up YouTube videos and Google things to learn how to do it better because yeah. he wants to do it better for me. Like that's just one. I mean, I mean, I could just kiss him pieces. Like he's just the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is so really, adorable. And just to really have a partner, you know, cause yeah. again, it's, it's one thing, I mean, you can have, and I think that's the benefit of not looking for somebody that matches your resume. Cause y'all could, especially in the entrepreneur space. Cause y'all you're as an entrepreneur with me anyway, my resume is constantly evolving. And my job description is constantly changing, changing. So mm-hmm. to have somebody that's willing to grow with you and help you. And, um, you know, he doesn't realize his value. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do half of this without you. Like, I would be so stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't Aww. get done. And he helps me be able to execute my ideas a lot faster because you know, I got somebody to help me. Right. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited that you found the person, you know, you found your piece. I always tell people, you know, Charles and I were on a, uh, on a radio show, iHeart radio show a couple of weeks ago. And 
we were talking about how we met and our, um, <laughs> our creation story, so to speak. But I recognized in him immediately his ability to, to diffuse the situation and the, his ability to calm me down. So that is really important, especially for us. Um, and I, I'm going to call this, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but us type A women where everything has to be right. We have to figure uh-huh. this out. We have to do that. We have to do 12 things at a time. Exactly. And then we get ourselves wrapped up in that, but then stress comes along with that. So to have a partner that helps you be able to, um, to just calm down and that person provides peace, that's, that's like the best thing, right? Yes, it really is. It's like the best thing. I know. <laughs> so I want to make sure that that the listeners recognize that okay, this um, that this was a result. Amy and Ben is his name. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I remember Amy and Ben um, attracted each other, right? Amy attracted Ben because she knew exactly what she wanted. She knew what it felt like when, when Ben came around, she recognized that feeling and she knew right away without having to, you know, take months or years in order to figure it out. So doing the work is so very important being, um, having either a coach as a best friend or, um, having a coach that you can talk to, to ask you the questions, the deeper questions, to make you think a little bit more, Mm -hmm. um, to have you look at things in a different way is ideal because if you're always in your head, you think you can figure it out. If you were able to figure it out, then you would have done it a long time ago. So sometimes you need to step out of your head and out of your own thought process and, and step away from your brain, so to speak, so that someone else and allow someone else to pour into you. And that's what coaches do. So Amy, Dr. Amy Hager, I just want to say thank you so much for being um, on this special episode of the Happy Executive Woman podcast. I want you to take some time right now and share with our listeners where, um, how they can find you and um, just let them know what links you will be providing for the show notes page and how they can work with you should they desire to. Okay, great. So um, you can always head over to my website at um, www.dramyhager.com, but I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, all under the same, the Dr. Amy Hager. Um, I have a ton of free stuff. I too have a podcast. It's called The Unwritten Rules of Business with Dr. Amy Hager. Um, I have my new book that just came out. It's called Mastering It All by, um, I'm sorry, it's called You Can Do It All by Mastering Your Gifts. And it is definitely for that entrepreneur that has a zillion ideas ideas and then you don't do any of them. (laughs) um, I talk about strategies that I use as somebody with undiagnosed ADD, ADHD, um, where I have a zillion ideas um, and I've learned how to prioritize them because sometimes ideas are for right now, sometimes they're for later, and sometimes they're not even for you because when you get into this space, you are going to come in contact with so many other people and you never know, God might have planted something in your heart and you've kind of started to grow it. And then you're ready to just hand off that little pot to somebody else because it wasn't really for you. That person just wasn't ready for it. And God is so perfect in how he connects us all and moves all these pieces in the universe. Like he knew that if I give this to Amy right now in seven years, she's going to come in contact with somebody else. And that person is going to need that at that moment. And I'll be able to pass it off. And I've been able to do that and see that happen. And so, um, I share some of those strategies in my book. Um, 
Another thing, and I'll share this because I know that people come to you about relationships in general. Um, one of the new webinars I have is about creating an emotional support system in your business. When we leave our day jobs, we are as toxic as they may be sometimes, you are leaving a supervisor and coworkers, and those two relationships do serve a very important purpose. Your coworkers are your, your battle buddies, so to speak. You can go to them and brainstorm, and you guys have that in common. Your supervisor is giving you benchmarks. They give you, they give you feedback. Um, good, bad, or ugly, they and they are the ones that sign your time card, so to speak, and that's the motivation for you to go to work. When you move into the entrepreneur space, you no longer have those, but you're still seeking them. It's almost like a, not muscle memory, but almost like an emotional memory. You're looking for somebody else to give you that feedback and to set those be those benchmarks. You're looking for people, your coworkers, you're looking for those people to, to brainstorm with and chat with, and the only pool you have to come from is your personal and those people do not sign up to be your coworkers. <laughs> so right. you try to talk to them like coworkers and they kind of look at you like, oh, okay, whatever. And then quickly want to change the subject. It's because they're not your coworkers and that's okay. Um, and then when, if, if they start giving two cents, then they're going to try to give five, 10, 15. And at some point you're, th that boundary is now gone and that's not going to be a healthy relationship. In regards to a supervisor, sometimes we go to our parents and again, they're not our coworkers. And unless, unless your parents own a thriving business, I wouldn't recommend going to them just because they're, they're still going to talk to you like they're, you know, like their child. And um, that's not going to be a healthy relationship either. So I just encourage people don't even go to your family <laughs> and just really try to go and have other opportunities to build this relationship, you know, these emotional supports in your entrepreneur space, whether it's through classes like you and I took, because you definitely are one of those people. And there's probably four or five other women that I met in platform that I would consider my business coworkers, my business besties. Um, I have a whole Facebook group, a business uh, sister support group. And that's what that, that's the purpose of that is to teach business women how to find, um, how to build this, build these relationships with, you know, building your coworkers, so to speak, finding that mentor that can help you set benchmarks, whether it's in the form of a coach or mentor, whichever. Um, but all of those are really important. So I do have a free webinar for that too, if people are interested and you can get that on my website as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy. You know, you, you made something, uh, you made a point and it, I wrote this down. So we talk about today, we talked about how Ben is extremely supportive of what you do. And he, you know, he learns how to edit your podcast, how to do them better. And there are times where, you know, um, you can be in relationship or married to someone who just is not interested in helping you with your business, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do your business. So that's right. what, you know, I work with a lot of women who are uh, either dualpreneurs or um, executive women who recognize that, you know what, I, this is not my husband or my family members, you know, my sister, my cousin, you know, I would think that they would want to support me. And as Dr. Amy said, you know, they're, they're not your coworkers. God did not give them the vision for your business. Exactly. He gave you the vision. And so you have to learn how to surround yourself with people who um, celebrate you 
and not just tolerate you. And so that's what, you know, we are here to help you with, right? We are here to help you identify what you need and, and help you and lead you on the path to getting it. We may be able to provide something for you, but then there's always something in your space that you're not aware of that you can't see that is available for you as well. And that's what a coach's job is to help you see those things that you can't see. So this has been amazing. I am so enjoying these special episodes. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy. And I am sure that I will have you on again in the future. You just keep pumping out books and and products and courses. and, (laughs) And I'm waiting on you to tell me, and we didn't talk about this, but we talked about, we, I mentioned the, um, I mentioned the facility that's opening up across the street and why you're not worried about that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, it ended up not opening up. It's a dentist office. <laughs> oh, but, wow. um, but yeah, I did get a, an email saying that they were going to be opening a childcare center in our parking lot. Uh, there's like a separate building in our, our strip mall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in our little area and I definitely had a panic attack and then, you know, God gave me peace because because I always default that, yes, I'm the, I'm the person, I'm the name on the lease in the bank account, but this was God's idea. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me walk in confidence because God doesn't come from a place of failure. His stuff doesn't fail. So as long as I'm actively doing things, you know, answering phone calls when parents call, you know, sending, taking out business cards, making sure my staff is, is, you know, trained properly, getting out in the community, making sure people know about us. Like the kids are coming. I mean, just in this last month, we had six new kids start, which is like a huge boom for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just really had to sit and think, okay, well, God wouldn't, I, like the, all that I wouldn't be able to sign the lease. I would not have had the staff. I didn't know any of these people before I opened, like every person that has helped my business be successful were complete strangers and God just sent them to me. So I just have to walk in that, that faith that like, okay, if they open one right in front, it is what it is. But uh, going back to what I was talking about at the very beginning about profiling my audience, some job care centers may do this, but just based off of my research and what I see, um, they don't offer the flexibility. They don't, you know, they're, they're not doing that type of work in regards to profiling their, their audience. They just offer a service during the day and Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Um, but I, I just know with my moms and the ones who do work evening overnights, like you just have to, you just have to offer different types of services. And so even if, and it's only a matter of time before some other daycare center in Maryland decides to buy beds and do it overnight, but they're never going to be just, they're never going to be us. No, they're not. They're not. (laughs) And they're never going to have your energy. Trust me. They're They're never going to have your energy or your spirit. They don't have my staff. They don't have the the, the dynamic that we have here. Like, it's just, it's not going to be the same. So, and I just walk in that and, you know, so. Awesome. Well, thanks again. I look forward to catching up with you soon. I know you're a very busy lady. And um, if you um, are interested and give us the title of your book again, because I I purchased it and I plan on reading it for sure. Yes, it is called You Can Do It All by Mastering Your Gifts. Yes, that is an amazing title. And it is on Amazon in Kindle. Yes. And hopefully by the time that this uh, episode comes out, it'll be in print. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. And thanks everyone for listening. I have enjoyed this episode immensely. I love these conversations. It's just like me sitting across the chair, the bar stool or the, the couch 
talking to my business besties. So I hope you enjoyed hearing from Dr. Amy today as much as I did. Until next time. Yeah. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her. Until next time.